Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, Three, two, Jeff Cameron Show, Redemption Thursday. Great to be with you. Thanks for joining us. Probably helps if I pull my mic in a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. We're on 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV, geared up, ready to go. If you missed the first hour, picks were given. They'll be given again here. We'll recap them. That's all good. By the way, tomorrow's show, Libations Friday edition, we've got fresh content for you, and that includes Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. So we're looking at, we're on the road. This is previously recorded. I uh, had to record it today. It is today, uh, but it was before we <clears throat> were to head out uh, and make our way to Nolens, which I'm really excited about, as you are, too. It's it's palpable. We can feel it now, right? We're very, very close. Now, listen, obviously, always like and subscribe if you're watching on WarChan TV. But moreover, we're this close <clears throat> to a very valuable precedent, uh, to a, a threshold to cross. Yeah, I'm going to pimp the hell out of it, guys. Tell everybody you know. We're like 200 subscribers away from some good things happening for your boy. <laughs> so, so let's do that. My kids eat me out of house and home. I'm, I'm pretty broke these days, guys. I need a bonus for subscriptions. And I'm telling you now to tell your grandfather and your grandmother and their great-grandkids and everybody you know to sign up to Warchant.com for just a buck. And if you part with a dollar and you know that you help feed my family, doesn't that make you feel better going into the weekend? I think it does. I think it does. Let's go. Warchant.com on three. It's just a buck. Make it happen. There you go. I see Richard Simmons calling all FSU fans $1 for the year. For the year. You get everything. You get us on the road at New Orleans. We're giving you pregame, in-game, post-game. Stories before and after. Obviously, you'll have Ira and Corey reporting from the press box after the game, maybe down on the field. Maybe I, I'll be there. Maybe they'll even wrangle me in there. I don't know. I don't know. 
point is, uh, we, we, we've got you covered all year long. So sign up today. It's just a dollar. Help feed a family. Thank you. Oh, all right. There goodness. we go. You know, I, I think so they do the rap, uh, the war chant rap from either the field or outside the stadium uh, for these games. And, and they don't typically have both of them on the road. You know, usually one's there. So they do a Zoom kind of like this for a war chant rap. But if we win, Corey is obviously going to do something. Uh, be it with gumbo or whatever. To well, he said he could. He, I think reality's hit him. I don't know how the hell he's going to get some gumbo standing outside a stadium or whatever. But I do think, uh, you know, maybe a hurricane. Maybe a hurricane. Yeah, there you go. I'm just saying, if you strutted behind them, pelvic thrusting for just a few seconds as they were talking, you, nobody calls attention to it. You know, you're just, that's exactly right. And then you just walk through. And it's just a quick five to ten second Easter egg that happens about halfway through. That would like be it. wonderful. Be well, wonderful. I, I'm down for that. I mean, I'm going to be in the press box, Tom, behaving myself for the entirety of this game. I'm not going to be in the stands getting loose like the other Florida State faithful as they celebrate victory. Uh, so I'll be I'll be steady Eddie on that late Sunday night, uh, and I can kind of control or corral my pelvic thrusts to be halfway decent to be shown on video. You know, they won't be out of control. Like I won't have actually taken my pants down. Well, always, always. Yeah. Uh, no. it won't be like 93 in the swamp is what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Which was a violent pelvic thrusting that signified the end. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of the, the situation Florida fans needed to know that they, they were done. Yeah. They the post game show. Um, I've already committed to shotgunning a beer. If the Knowles win and Gene would do a funnel. Which I think oh. is better. Yeah, I want to see Gene do a funnel. <laughs> you know, Gene has kept himself in uh, tip-top condition over the yeah. years uh, for his tender age. Uh, to be in the kind of shape that he is is really remarkable. I, I don't know that it will take much. One funnel, and Gene may not be coherent on the post-game show. This is going to be interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know if we would do it at the outset for the purpose. <laughs> because, you know, if we beat LSU, I'm going to guess that that post-game show rages on for about two hours. So it might be something that we do just as we open the phone lines halfway through the postgame show. In order, you are going to be. Yeah. Well, they got to win, though, dude. So, you know, this is all contingent upon Mike doing his job. Come on now, Norvell. Let's go. Let's do your job, Mike. Do your job. Help this team climb. We need a damn victory in a game like this. Let's go. Give some people hope in this world. It's a brutal world right now. Let's go. Get it together. All right, so maybe maybe it happens. Maybe he's sufficiently motivated, and we get the win in Florida State. is off to a 2-0 start and starting to feel a little froggy as they make their way to Louisville, a little froggy. You get a win over LSU, and you took care of business in uh, you know resounding fashion as you were supposed to against Duquesne. You might begin to feel a little froggy. You know what you would feel, Tom? You would feel like you were uh, knocking on the door of being ranked is what you would feel like. You would feel like... How about we kick down the door to being ranked with a win on the road against Louisville? By the way, on that note, Louisville's part of uh, the selections uh, on, on, on your boys' card today. So let's post them. Let's get them up there. There you see our friends at Metro Deli of Tallahassee. I still like that we have the ATM graphic if you're watching on uh, Warchant TV. It's what you got. All right? I took uh, Texas State. Wrong team's favorite, everybody. Texas State's going to win this game outright. Now, if you jumped on it early, you got them at over a field goal. Uh, I think some people woke up and informed Vegas, man, Nevada ain't any good. They're not any good. What are you doing? That's a veteran Texas State team. 
you don't mess around with a veteran Texas State team. I'm taking them to beat Nevada. Uh, Willie seems to have ratcheted up a little bit. Uh, there are whispers that he's not doing a lot of coaching, that he's allowed the others because he'd like to keep his job. That's important. You know, it's never too late to learn things in life. Never too late to learn things in life. Hey, I see fraudulent goats. Hey, Evo Sweeney's won national championships, allowing others to do the coaching. You got to learn these things. At some point, you're just a CEO. You sit back and let the guys that know what they're doing do some things. FAU giving four and a half to uh, Ohio. Uh, we're, we're laying it. I took Army. I like him to win the game outright. We're getting points against Coastal Carolina. People see Coastal Carolina. They remember the happy story. It's all over. It's all over. Coastal Carolina is not what they were. The dream is over. They've made it to where they're going to make it, and now they're just back to being Coastal Carolina. Give me Illinois to win the game outright against Indiana. I'm getting three there. I'll take it. I took Penn State minus three and a half against Purdue. I kind of like this Penn State team, and they may be sneaky better than people think. NC State may very well be the best team in the Atlantic. I kind of like them to win the Atlantic and play for the ACC championship. I'd love to ruin that dream and see Florida State go on the road and get a win there, but they'll be decided underdogs. That NC State team's hungry. They're veteran-laden, and they're big in the trenches with a veteran quarterback. That's an awful lot. I think they pound East Carolina. I, I don't agree with Lee Sterling at all. I don't know where this East Carolina love's coming from. Give me TCU to crush Colorado, who remains insignificant. You hacky sack weed smokers, get it together. Nothing's going well in Colorado. It's a shame. It's a lovely place to live. But these days you live there watching terrible football every effing year. You're like Nebraska. Just a suck fest all the time. We've got uh, Louisville giving four and a half to Syracuse. I don't know where this is coming from with Syracuse. They're not any good. They won't be any good again this year. If Louisville's defense is slightly better than it was a year ago, and it might be from reading the reports of our on three guys there at Louisville, it's early. I don't know. Maybe they're not as good. Maybe they don't know what they're looking at. Maybe we're all lacking context because we haven't seen the games. It's possible. But if they are slightly better on defense, they have a very good offense. They could be a problem. They could be a problem for the Atlantic. I like Louisville laying the four and a half to pound Syracuse. San Diego State will beat Arizona. Arizona won a game last year. I don't know what happened out there in the desert, but uh, they stopped mattering a long time ago. I'll lay it. And then I took unique bets with Florida State LSU. I kind of had to maneuver this thing around a little bit. I'm taking FSU under 10 and a half points in the first quarter. If you want to beat me, you have to take the over. 10 and a half points for uh, Florida State in the first quarter. It's a little bit of a feeling out process. I see it. I think you guys know, right? The graphics are letting you know. It's on the card. It's on the card. I think maximum Florida State 10 points in the first quarter. By the way, let me just point this out. If Florida State scores 10 points in the first quarter, Katie bar the door. We're off and running, boys. Things are feeling good. You don't have to drop 14 for me to feel good in the first quarter. You give me 10 in the first quarter against this LSU defense? Yes, sir. Also, 10 would win us the bet on the under 10.5 points for the first quarter. And then the second part of that, I took the team total for LSU and bet the under. You got to take the over. I'm betting under 27.5. Now, my prediction was 27-24 LSU. So it's a close call. I want to be wrong on these bets. I really love for Florida State to win this game going away, dominate LSU, and have me have to come on, uh, on on Tuesday and tell everybody how exciting it was that Florida State is vastly superior to LSU. Suck it, Brian Kelly. Let's roll on Big River and go up to Louisville and get us a win. I'd love that conversation. 
But, you know, you're asking me now without FSU having played a game against a real team and without LSU having played a game at all. So it's kind of hard. I like the 27 and a half bet, though. I, I like the spirit of that because if LSU scores in the 30s, it's bad news. Oh, if yeah, buddy. If they score in the 30s, it's, I, I, don't, I don't know what we're looking at defensively for Florida State and what the conversation is going to be like over the next couple of weeks. Well, I do know what it's going to be like. It won't be very positive. So let's see. If we I'll tell you what it's going to be like, Tom. It's going to be, hey, man, I'm worried about our corners against the better receivers in this league because Louisville's got a couple, NC State's got a couple, Miami's got a You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to get nervous then. But if they score under 27 points, I like Florida State's chances because I think Florida State's going to touch in the upper 20s. So What if we're in overtime tied at 27? How nervous will we be then? Mm. I don't want any overtime, Tom. I like the Big Easy, but I don't want to stay there any longer than I need to. Well, I think the watch-along would turn into an NSFW broadcast in terms of language <laughs> if we're at overtime. It's <laughs> the so Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the cameron show is a production of the warchant.com multimedia network check out warchant.com today for the latest news inside florida state athletics that's warchant.com now back to jeff on real talk 93.3 giddy downright giddy i get to welcome in my man Corey clark warchant.com which by the way speaking of which uh not only is he the, the lead writer and all that good stuff, but uh, he's also an active participant in a show called Seminole Headlines. He'll have post game for you. He and Ira will get together as soon as the game ends, and they'll have their rap and all that good stuff. My point that I'm getting at is it's a big staff full of people that do lots of great things, and you can be a part of it for a buck. For just a buck. Look at that. Warchant.com on three. $1 for one year. Get it done now, guys. Deals like this, they just don't come around. You don't want to be seven years down the road regretting all the mistakes you've made in your life, including that time you didn't spend a dollar to get Warchant.com membership and all of our uh, goodness that I'm describing here. So get it together. All right, with that, let's welcome in uh, Corey Clark. What's up, brother? What's up, baby? What's up? Oh, Representing the ACC. It's a proud ACC. It's bold. It's like Man, front and center. I'm not scared. I'm not scared of the SEC. Hey, let me ask you a question, Jeff. Are they playing Alabama on Sunday? They're not. Are they, play, are they playing Georgia? No. Then I'm not scared. Bring it would on. You, would you? Let's rate, just for giggles, since you brought it up. Uh, where would you – chance to win, uh, you know, I guess we'll do percentages. Neutral site games, Florida State, Kentucky. 55%. Okay, 55%. Florida State, Tennessee, neutral site. Yeah, 
about 55%. About 55%. All right. Florida State, Arkansas, neutral site. 60. 60. Oh. I'm going to say 65. They, hey, wow. they know Kendall Bryles. They know what he's about. They're not scared of that guy. All right. Florida State, Texas A&M. Neutral site. Mm-hmm. 20 27%. <laughs> I didn't want to give Jimbo, I didn't want to give him a 20, so I went up to 27. Florida State, LSU. 49%. Florida State, Alabama? One. 1%. If Bryce Young gets COVID, do they even test for that anymore? I don't even think that would matter. And it might not matter if he got if he was out for the game. Uh, they are loaded everywhere. That that would be a tough matchup. Florida State Ole Miss. Hey, 52, 55%. I'm 52. not scared. I'm telling you, I'm not scared of any. Like, look, Florida State can lose to anyone in the SEC. Probably yeah. literally anyone. Yeah. But I think they could hang with and beat anyone, not named the two that I led the segment off with. You know what's funny is when I was just having fun with this, it the neutral side means everything. Because if I tell you we're going to Starkville, I'm suddenly nervous. Yeah, we're not well, going. We don't want to, we're not going to Starkville. We got we're not going to Starkville. Yeah. But if they go, I actually die. I wouldn't feel well, great. And about that's it. the thing. I don't know if you saw me tweet it earlier in the week or I retweeted it, but they, they've lowered the capacity of the Superdome now. It's like 68,000. Mm. Well, Florida State's sending 30,000 people there. Like they sold their allotment out. Um, now, I guess you could sell some of those to LSU fans on the, on the, the open market, but yeah. I, I would think it's going to be close to half Florida State fans. It's not a, a neutral site game with quote marks. I think it could literally almost be a neutral site game like Georgia-Florida. And if it's Georgia-Florida-ish, you got a shot, man. I mean, it's not – the, the atmosphere and the rowdy – like, if they were playing in Baton Rouge, I would say their chances of winning are 25%. But yeah, I think neutral. it's a neutral site game. I just think it's a different – it's a whole different animal. Well, it's fun. I, it, it's an interesting exercise because I think people like to dream of Florida State joining the SEC and soon – and that's what you'd have to look forward to is a whole lot of these treks to Knoxville and to obviously Athens and Tuscaloosa. And you ask yourself immediately if you entered that club, that elite club, yeah, you'd like the money, but how many times on the road in these venues would you feel pretty good about your chances? Obviously, you'd rather give it a go than not mired here in the muck of the yeah. ACC face down knowing you're about to drown. So you'd like to do it. You'd like to give yourself a chance because you figure with that money, you'd be on even footing in about four or five years and be ready to give it a go. I think, yeah, I think in three years, you'd be okay. on even money because you're going to recruit. You're going to have one of the best rosters in the conference every yeah. year. All right, so let's, let's go back to this then. I'm asking big picture questions today because it's kind of fun to do. We've probably analyzed this to death and we'll analyze it some more. But how big a game is this perception-wise for Mike Norvell? Yeah, it's a big one. I, I was thinking about this earlier in the week because the last time the nation really kind of tuned in to Florida State, well, there were two, and they happened back-to-back -back weeks. He really impressed everyone with what happened uh, in the season opener last year. They're like, okay, Mike, all right. In one year, you got this. After how you looked against Notre Dame and everybody else in 2020, the first game of 2021, you got him in overtime, and you almost won that game, a team that's in the top 10. All right, Mike, I see what's happening. Oh, wait, Jacksonville State, you're gross. I'm not watching anymore. That was the whole season. Like, yeah, they had some nice wins down the stretch, but the rest of the nation didn't care uh, or pay attention. Maybe they saw the parchment, the, the throw to parchment. Um, but the, the, for national perception, it would be enormous. It is enormous because the last time the nation tuned in was to, to really care about Florida State was watching them give up a touchdown on the final play against Jacksonville State. If in one year's time they can go from that debacle 
in um, embarrassment to then beating LSU on national TV with the whole nation watching. I know it's a brand new staff, but it's still LSU. Yeah, that's that that would be big time for Mike Norvell. Doesn't that feel like an apt description of recruits? Yeah. Like, yeah, because I think recruits did that last year too, Corey. I think they looked at Florida State and went, okay, I see you working, Mike. Here we go. Because they want to go to Florida State. A lot of them do. I mean, it's yeah. it's got a program with real cachet. It's in the state of Florida. Not that far removed from winning a national championship. And then they saw Jacksonville State and were like, Jesus, no chance in hell I'm going up there and flounder around and lose to somebody like Jacksonville State. So I you got you got to win one of these. You got to do something to turn some heads. You got to change opinions. You got to create a buzz. It doesn't make your season if you beat LSU. It does create a stir. It does create talking points. It does create a buzz. You could lose it all the next time you play against Louisville if you get bombed by 30. But the truth is, I mean, I'd like to feel a little bit of that positive energy, that momentum that people say doesn't exist. It does in recruiting. It does in recruiting, but I don't think – I think what we learned last year is it doesn't matter really week to week, right? Like, I would have thought after the Notre Dame game, all right, man, this is a bowl team. This is probably a seven or eight win team. If they play like that, if they if they show that kind of, a, um, you know, fight back and resiliency, they're going to be a seven or eight win team, and then they didn't win again the whole the rest of the month. And then you're like, okay, they might win one game this year. And then they go and win five of their last seven or five of the last eight or whatever it was. And um, I so I don't think from week to week, like, the momentum can necessarily build within a season. Like – I guess I'm saying I don't think if they win or lose against LSU, it's going to dictate how the rest of the season goes. I think it will dictate perception in the short term. And that does ne- that absolutely matters in recruiting because the, the, the uh, recruiting process has been sped up so much. Kids don't commit in February anymore. They commit in December. They commit as soon as the, the season is over. So you've got to get momentum in recruiting, and you can't do that if you start out one and two or, or two and three or whatever they, they could do if they don't start well. Like by the time you get to 500 – They've, they've, they've tuned you out, man. They've moved on to other schools. So it really is important from the recruiting standpoint, probably more than anything else, honestly, um, than to, to get off to a good start and win one of these next two games. And it would be huge to win a, a national TV on a Sunday night. It's kind of interesting, too, because I'd submit that um, even us as analysts or writers or talk show hosts or people that cover the team on a daily basis, that we're very – uh, similar to just your average fan watching and wanting something, because while we're on the one hand ready to admit that Florida State, after losing to Jacksonville State, looked like a potential one-win team, two-win team, well, if you think that that's how close we were to seeing that kind of campaign and they got it turned around, it means you don't think very much of their talent. You don't think that they're great if you thought they were capable of going two and 10 last year. And then they go and win, you know, five of their last seven. Uh, And all of a sudden, we're inclined to think that, you know, well, look, they could win nine games this year, or at least some people think that. Now, I know there have been additions, and I know there have been upgrades. I'm just asking the bigger question of what's reasonable in terms of expectations for a jump forward. What if they lose 27-24, and then they go on the road against Louisville, who, by the way, will be favored in all likelihood, and lose that game, I don't know, 31-28. And they're one and two with a win over Duquesne. The fan base will have washed their hands of Mike Norvell, this staff, this team, yet again. And yet we might be inclined to say, man, they are a lot better. Yeah, and it, it, I kind of go back to the Clemson game last year, man. Like, you know, I remember how mad FSU fans were after that game. Um, you know, Jordan Travis can't play. Mike Norvell's offense is terrible. I'm tired of this. And it's like, man, before the season started, if any of your friends would have told you that you would have a lead in the fourth quarter against Clemson, 
you'd have been like, oh, my God, Mike Norvell is a savior. I can't believe how far they've come. So it, it, I, I guess it all comes down to perception. And, and yeah, man, the, the fan base will be gone after a one and two start, but you can get them back. Like he had kind of gotten them back a little bit with that nice run in the middle of the year. They lose to Clemson. And then I think they come back the next week, maybe, and beat Miami. And then go up and have a nice game against BC and the referees uh, to pull that one out. So I just think it's so it, it's so fluid, man. It's so I, I try to avoid being reactionary, and I'm not great at it because I, there are plenty of times where I am reactionary. But a one and two start, yeah, the fan base will kind of be like, okay, uh, another season wasted. But then go win three of your next four or four of your next five. Then they're back on board, man. And it, say you go win at Miami and then beat Florida. They won't really remember that much, the, 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 the game against Louisville. So there's still plenty of obstacles you can overcome and, and uh, games you can win. Uh, we can't, but man, just, just for our own well-being, for our own, <laughs> j- just for our own psyche, Mike, like have a good September. It has been so long since they had a good September around here. You're always out of every race. You're, you're always at the bottom of the Atlantic division. Go be one of the top two or three teams in the Atlantic. That's all we're asking for this year. And I think that's reasonable. Their talent level is commiserate with being one of the top two or three teams in the Atlantic division, probably number three. I always fight this inner battle. Uh, We talk about being overreactionary and all those other things. I also don't want to slide the scale of expectation to a lowered place where you give passes for routinely losing any 50-50 game or any game that you have a chance to win, you lose. And then we say, well, you know, he's had a lot to overcome. He has, and I struggle. I go back and forth with, yeah, he's had a lot to overcome. How patient am I supposed to be? I'm aware of the circumstances. I'm aware of the situations. I'm aware of how difficult it is when you're the third guy in that succession with coaches, and then you have COVID and all that other stuff. I'm also aware that there are a lot of other ugly situations that coaches have come in and gotten their programs righted pretty quickly. Maybe not as severely skewed as Florida State's, but – Man, it, it, it wasn't lost on us that we saw Michigan State do what they do and Baylor doing what they're doing and, uh, you know, to some extent Ole Miss doing what they're doing. And you see that, and fans do say, like, come on, man, other guys have done it. Yeah, it's interesting, though, because I, I go back to Scott Frost. Like, obviously, Scott Frost is actively losing games for that, oh, yeah. that program. And he also took – did he take over for Pelini? Is that right right? Pelini, I think it's right after Pelini. Yes. So Pelini so. had a decent run there, especially in hindsight. He had a really, he, you know, I think they won 75% of their games for a good while there. He had a decent run. Scott Frost is just losing all these close games. Um, I think Mike Norvell has this program in a much better spot. And I and I wonder, like, if he goes, if he wins 60% of the one-score games this year, he'll have done a nice job, right? Mm-hmm. And that's eight wins probably because we think they're all probably going to come down to one score at least the fourth quarter of a game. If he can win more of those than he loses, then he's, he's probably had a nice year and fans are feeling good about it. It's so fickle, though. Like, what if the kid drops the punt? What if you miss the field goal? Like, all these things that, uh, you know, you, you put yourself in position to win. What gets you over the hop? What gets you over the hump? And I and I kind of go back. To, so I you want him to not be Scott Frost. You can't go 5-21 and 21 in one-score games. That's that's a minor miracle. That's a great – that's just an insanity. But it's like I think Mike Norvell could get this program into a place where they're competitive. And I know you don't want to lower your standards. But first things first, get competitive. Challenge these teams that are better you better than you in the conference. Win a couple of these games. He's done that. He beat North Carolina. They were better than him. He beat Miami last year. That was probably a better team. He challenged NC State and Clemson last year. You want the next step to be to beat those teams? 
But as long as you're staying competitive with them on the field, you think that maybe the dam will break. And maybe it's this year, maybe it's next year. And the dam breaks in those seven or eight win seasons or six win seasons turn into an 11 win season. And what about, if you think Leonard Hamilton is an apt comparison, the second incarnation of Leonard's career? Yeah. Where he had, he had a nice program. They were, they challenged everyone. They weren't, they didn't get embarrassed, but he got himself into a position where he started getting these really good recruits on top of the culture he had built. And all of a sudden, all the stars aligned and he's got an all-time team that can win a national championship. And, well, and then COVID happened. But you know what I mean? Like, I think that they did the right thing by staying with Hamilton. And I'm not comparing Norvell to Hamilton in the sense that, you know, Hamilton had accomplished a lot more than Mike Norvell has at Florida State. But first things first, get yourself competitive. They've done that. Now the bar gets raised, right? Where you get some of those players, unless you get lucky. I just remember, Jeff, it was Mike Riley in between Ah. Pelini and Frost. Mike Riley. Tom Lang didn't tell me that at all in this chat. I knew that. I I don't know what was my problem there. Holy holy forgettable. The Mike yes. Riley era. Yeah, we yeah. remember Mike Riley not only his time for the pros with the Chargers, but also Oregon State, mm-hmm. where he yeah. probably should have never left. Yeah, um, they would build a statue of him. And who cares if you're winning or losing in Corvallis, man? That's correct. Here's the stat, Corey, just because you brought him up, and it is kind of fun. And when you consider the one-score uh, deficit of 5-21 and 21 record, uh, the loss put Mike Fro- uh, Scott Frost after they lost to Northwestern. I brought this up the other day. Uh, it moved him to 15 and 30 at Nebraska. Bo Pelini, who you brought up, was fired after going 67 and 27. Yeah. If Frost wins the next 50 games in a row, he would still have a worse record than Bo Pelini did at the time he was fired. He could. So do you think 50. they regret? Do you think they regret firing Bo Pelini? I think they regret firing Frank Solich. Yeah, so, and the, here's the thing, though. I don't want this to get twisted. Florida State isn't beholden to Mike Norvell. And we shouldn't right. even talk about this because they're going to beat LSU and we're all going to be happy. Well, but, this is not about doom or gloom. It's about big picture perspective that we're trying to arrive at a sensible place. Yeah, and, and uh, we both think that Florida State is better. The yeah. record is should be better. It's not going to be double what it was last year, but it should be better. Um, but you, you, what you have to ask yourself, if this team goes seven and five again and loses all these close games, are we better off in 2024 ripping the Band-Aid off now and going to get this guy? Or we believe in this dude and what he's building, and the dam will break, and they will bring in better players to go along with this culture and to go along with the foundation he set, and all of a sudden they start winning these games. They win close, and then they start winning big. That's how, that's how programs are built. But you got to believe in the guy. And you don't just get – you don't just – you don't administer scared. You can't be scared of the unknown and saying, well, I don't know. If we fire Mike Norvell, we might get a we might get another Willie Taggart or another Mike Riley. You also might get another uh, I don't know, man, Lincoln Riley. So you you've got to administer that way too, if you don't truly believe in Norvell. But I think they do believe in Norvell, unless they yeah, lose to get, 40 to 6. Yeah, to, to get another Lincoln Riley, you need to go get Lincoln Riley. That is part of the problem, by the way. There isn't one. Who's the guy? Who's the guy that's floating around out there that every, I mean, Florida just hired Billy Napier. And I assure you the Florida fans went, what? Well, but you, I mean, some and of these guys, it's fit. Some of these guys, it's a fit somehow. And it does yeah. work out. You don't know. There are no sure things though. That's one thing we've learned in the last decade. Right. There are no sure things anywhere other well, than Saban. Yeah. Other than Saban. And I would say that, I, and this is where I hope that when we talk about perspective, there's no chance you, well, my point would be there's no chance you could convince me Scott Frost is a is, is a buffoon. Like, what he did at UCF is unbelievable. Yeah. And people will say, well, you, no, no, UCF was terrible when he took over, and he 
single-handedly turned them into an a elite national champion. It, well, right. So there you go. He did that. You don't do that by accident. You don't do that without knowing football. You don't do that without creating culture. He called the plays, too. You don't do that without understanding time, place, your team, what's on the line, calling the big plays and the big moments. It hasn't worked in Nebraska, and it's to your point, and this is where everybody gets scared. Good coaches get fired all the time if things don't work out early in their tenure. If you don't get it rolling in a certain amount of time, you may never get it rolling. And that's why this year we talked about it all offseason was so critical. you got to win some of these. I think I think this would do a lot of damage to his reputation amongst the fan base if they go up there and don't play well. They can lose, but you can't go up there and not play well. Well, especially considering the advantage you have uh, with your coaching staff coming back intact, all the experience you're bringing back. Yes, we know LSU has more talent. Those dudes have never played together. That secondary has never played together. The D-line is good. But half of those guys didn't start last year, as good as they are. Um, you know, they had to replace, what, five guys off that defense that got drafted? Or mm-hmm. four guys that got drafted, and the best player on the defense went to Alabama in the offseason. So there really is no excuse. Because with parity the way it is, Jeff, even if all these guys had played together, you don't see a lot of 41-6 to six games anymore. No. You just don't. Alabama does it. Georgia did it last year largely because of an unbelievable defense. But you just don't see a lot of blowouts anymore. So the parity, the parity is real. And you have an advantage because all these guys have been in your system. This is your system. This is what you preach. And these guys are all brand new with a brand new coaching staff. And you don't even know if they bought in. Some of these guys might hate Brian Kelly. I know he seems like a really lovable guy. <laughs> kind of fun-loving, kind of your granddad, just to want to go shoot the breeze with him and have a couple cold ones. But they might not love Brian Kelly. They might not love their coaches. And they might come out and play like Florida State did against Virginia Tech or Florida State did against Georgia Tech with these new coaching staffs. You don't know. There's no excuse not to play well in this game. You might lose because Booty is awesome. And by the way, I think that is how you pronounce his name, Booty. Um, I purposely say Boutte. You like that? I will will always say Boutte. It's a cool name. It's a cool, it's a lot cooler than Booty. Because I mean, LSU's run of booties, they weren't anything great. The other guys, the quarterbacks, (laughs) yeah, this this booty's a lot better than that booty. Much better booty. Um, but uh, yeah, so this is doing some things. There's no excuse to to play poorly in this game. You could lose because they're awesome, but you have an excited advantage and experience, um, and scheme and coaching staff and continuity, and you need to take advantage of it. Just don't turn it over six times, and you, you got a pretty good shot. My brother, I'll see you in New Orleans, and we will have the aforementioned cold one. Be good, man, and way to rep the ACC. I'm proud of you. Well, I do. There's the uh, there's the watch party, everybody, or the get-together, I should say, the meet and greet, as it's known there in Noah, the Howlin' Wolf and Din. Uh, the Howlin' Wolf and the Din? Is that right? That's, that's right. 907 St. Peter Street, 2 to 5. That's what you need to know. And, you know, college football will be on the television. The drinks are cold. We'll be there hanging out with our fellow Knowles, having a good time. I would also note uh, one more time, you're going to get beat over the head with this, guys. But the uh, pregame show, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, live from New Orleans, from the Superdome. We'll be there. A watch along at 7.30. Postgame show immediately following, no matter the result. Obviously, let's hope that it's a get-together for the ages and everybody is celebrating a huge win for Florida State and Mike Norvell. But even if it's not that, if you want to lament a close loss or whatever it might be, we got you covered. The post game will run 10 to 15 minutes just after the game ends. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. are going to call it a day and uh in the interest of full transparency we're going on the road we're making our way out there it's time everybody we got things to do we got a game to cover we got a reason to celebrate a trip to new orleans and i get the good fortune of doing it with the fine folks here at warchant.com i get to drive with my boy t lizzie and his lovely wife jamie this is gonna be fun and i'll get us there I'm going to get us there. We're going to be there. It's going to work out. It's going to be fun. And in addition to all, yeah, Tom's like, yes, you will. Yes, you will. (laughs) (laughs) We move quickly when I'm driving. Um, It's just, I got a sense for things, guys. It's all good. Mario Andretti over here. Now, uh, that said, tomorrow's show, uh, we uh, we wanted to make sure we had fresh content for you. And we do. I did some interviews, did some good things there. So you're not going to want to miss any of that. We have two hours, Jeff Cameron Show, Libations Friday edition for you. Admittedly, it will be taped. But mm-hmm. other than that, I mean, I just want, I wanted you guys to know that. I mean, we will be making our way there uh, to New Orleans. I look, I look forward to it. Uh, I know um, we got Matt Moscona, Lee yeah. Sterling, Michael Langston. These are all new interviews. So you're going to enjoy the content. Yeah, and so, by the way, the uh, Matt Muscona interview, uh, he's the LSU guy I talked to last week. A lot of you guys watched that on War Chant TV and, 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 and heard it here on the Jeff Cameron Show. He is as locked in as they come there. He interviews coaches, has been able to see practices. So uh, the perspective he's going to have of uh, to the buildup, right, to their preparation uh, is a little bit different than what it was uh, when I talked to him a little over a week ago. So that'll be good. Y'all had that. Michael Langston joins us to talk about the impact of recruiting uh, on this game or the the impact this game has on recruiting is what I should say. And, and kind of some big picture stuff in that world. Uh, wanted to ask him some specific questions, including something on the linebacker out of California, Blake Nicholson. So you'll hear that as uh, well. And then Lee Sterling, that's our boy. Paramount Sports has joined us every year. This year is no different. And I think it's been Tom – Something like 20 years. Uh, it goes all the way back to the AM dial for me that I've been talking to him. He seemed a little emotional about it, too, at the beginning. So that, that's cool, man. Yeah, he seemed like a guy that, um, well, you know, listen, the years pile up and you think about the people that you've done a lot of hard work with and had a lot of fun with and then embarking on another season never ceases to be fun for me to think about, um, you know, this for me, 23 years now, I get, I get excited, so – um, here we go. And from that point forward, uh, I know that if this season ends the way we hope it does, that um, in essence, we will be off and running yet again for the build that we saw with Jimbo, 
Remember that? I mean, how exciting that was, how anticipatory that was, how we kept thinking like, okay, I know they don't stink. They don't stink. Yeah. How good can they be and how soon can they be it? Yeah, I think the the difference between Jimbo's build and this one is you felt like the players were coming no matter what with Jimbo. It was a matter of will he be the guy who can coach them up to take them to where they need to go to maximize their potential. But he had the recruiting part down, the hard part down. Right. Mike, it's can you win enough to get more yeses from the collectives who can recruit the funds for you and then the players themselves? If he does the winning, then he will be given the tools to go get the players to put it over the top. With Jimbo, it was he's got the players. Is he good enough at his job? So we'll see. Well, and it's so, you know, it occurs to me when you say it that way. You're absolutely right about it. if you can do enough winning, then you can go get some players. But you will not have an obstacle that Jimbo had, which is the eternal red acidness uh, that Jim F- Jimbo Fisher uh, engaged in and alienated people and and made it difficult for them to come along for the ride after having accrued all those good players. There are no perfect people. We've all got foibles. We all have problems. I get it. I'm not trying to run the man down, but very distinct to who he was. Two things. He could go and evaluate and recruit players. So you were going to have the talent. He could also push every person that was ever in his corner away from him. So then it wasn't the problem that Mike's going to have. Mike has everybody in lockstep with him, and they like him. They like him because he's easy to deal with. He's open. He's he's understanding of our jobs and the people's jobs at the university. He recognizes it and points it out. Uh, he's so much more considerate in general uh, about the day-to-day things that go into running a football program, but he's not su- succeeded up to this point in both on the field and off the field in recruiting. Yeah. So that's that's it, it, we're looking at opposites. Doesn't mean both can't be successful. Certainly, that is our hope. All right. So listen, we're um, we're going to do probables, but we do have a new sponsor. And uh, I would, you see it right there? You see it on the screen, everybody, if you're watching on Warchant TV? That is Tallulah CBD and Juice Bar. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Now we're talking (laughs) partnerships, guys. They're getting good. As the show gets more and more popular, these are the kind of good things you get here. Soon, Tom, people are going to be like, what kind of den of iniquity am I in here? I tune into the Jeff Cameron Show. He's sponsored by Giant Whiskey and Weed. Look at this. <laughs> that would be great. Tulula, the family of Tulula CBD stores, is your local vape superstore with the largest selection of vape products in the city. Tulula stocked the latest and greatest Delta H, Delta 8 THC vapes, edibles, and gummies, plus a menu of Delta 9 drink flavors on tap. Hey, man. Here's the deal. I hear you out there. You're like, well, I don't, I don't know if I can. No medical card needed, guys. We're skirting around some things here. We're doing it right at Tallulah. Largest selection of CBD products for your pets to help with anxiety, of course. Uh, stress, joint pain, all that good stuff. Go see the ladies at Tallulah. There are three convenient locations in Tallahassee. Railroad Square on Market Street next to Momo's Pizza and Bannerman Crossing. There you go. You got all three places. All three of them there. Go check them out. Also, I can't wait to do this. I've never done it. Tom, I was told this when Tallulah came on board. There's this state-of-the-art floating pod available in the Railroad uh, Square location. 
I've never done anything like this. It's like sensory deprivation. You don't, and none of that, you know, you're just floating in salt water. It's like a pod. It's silent. I bet you can freak out in one of those things. Yeah, I bet you could. Also, apparently, you can uh, you can have music if you want, some kind of calming music that you like or whatever. I'm sure maybe some strange people have, like, raging heavy metal. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> But uh, yeah, John at the station did mention to me, uh, we could probably get you in there as well. I said, y yes, yes, you can. I, I want to float and listen to Breathe by Pink Floyd. There you go. For football season, what a great way to wind down. Whatever Ooh. the season is for you, if you're downtown and you got session and you know session's going to be a beast, well then, here you go. You can start scheduling these things out to give yourself a breather. I like it. I want to see if I can get into that total silence and get that in there deep with my brain and tell it to shut up. Stop talking to me. I'm not worried about dying, man. I want silence. It's a float on the salt. Yeah. That's what I want to do. And then you go into Spotify and you just search uh, yoga <laughs> mental playlists and you just hear. <laughs> I want to float, baby. We got to do some. Pro How am I supposed to do probables after floating about with my friends from Tulula? All right. Well, how about uh, with a little bit new of New Orleans flair to it? Let's try yeah, that. Yeah, let's do that. That sounds perfect. Fire it up. It's time for it. Oh, that's well done, buddy. Good job out of you. I don't want to talk. I want to listen to this. Mariners, Tigers, Logan Gilbert, Eduardo Rodriguez. Kansas City and the White Sox. That is TBD and Johnny Cueto. We got the A's and the Nationals. Ken Waldachuk. Also to be determined. A lot of people moving stuff around. Dodgers, Mets, Clayton Kershaw, Chris Bassett. Orioles, Guardians, Kyle Bradish, Shane Bieber, Rangers, Red Sox, Glenn Otto. Hey, I'm Glenn Otto. Welcome to Glenn Otto. Rich Hill going to go for the Red Sox. Rockies, Bravos. Chad Cool, Spencer Strider, and finally, Brewers, D-backs, Brandon Woodruff, he's good, throws hard, big man, TBD for the sorry-ass D-backs, and that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. And I just want to pick a lady up above my head and swing her around. <laughs> land deftly and then twirl myself as i make my way over to the bar for a martini there you go is that is that what's going to be uh the beverage of choice no i don't drink martinis okay yeah. um i don't do it i i've had a couple of bad experiences on martinis and i they hit me they hit me funny tom so i don't drink them yeah, i had one for the first time in manhattan in july and uh, that seems fitting yeah yeah no i think we're good yeah and i like them yeah, I could drink a Manhattan, but the martinis a bridge too far. Yeah, I don't like martinis in general. There are people yelling blasphemy. That's fine. If that's your cup of tea, man, you go do that thing. But I'm not big on martinis. And my problem is when I drink them, like I've, I've got, go figure, guys, got a fairly high tolerance for most things. <laughs> but not for some reason martinis. I don't. I don't. I become silly quickly. Um I can have one, and my wife's like, what's wrong with you? I'm glassy-eyed, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so you won't have to worry about the martini, buddy. I'll keep it all together. You start the giggles. You're like, oh, you <laughs> <laughs> Tom, <laughs> do you want your olive? Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
You want some blueberries in that martini? <laughs> Sherry's berries. All right, listen. So we're out of here. That's it. You guys will get the Bill Burr reference. Uh, that's Tom Lang. I'm Jeff. Hey, be well. Go to those guys. Two hours of fresh content tomorrow. Uh, enjoy. We'll be on our way uh, to New Orleans. You guys take care. Peace. Thanks for watching and listening.